We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are at week 17 of the NFL season. We have quarterback uh, quarterbacks moving around, quarterbacks getting benched, quarterbacks getting hurt, motivation questions across the slate. We're going to bring it all to you next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Road to Our Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Belongi. We are sponsored by No House Advantage. We really appreciate uh, their sponsorship on the podcast all season long. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan, you're back after uh, after being off a week. You had some uh, had some travel stuff going on, so I appreciate you coming back. It's uh, it's good to uh, good to see you, and hope all's well. Hope you had a Merry Christmas and all that. I did. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for covering for me last of course, week. Of course. Um, but yeah, back in the states now, everything all good. Happy to be back on the podcast. Uh, interesting slate this week. Yeah, it's weird. We got we have a full slate. We got thirteen games. Uh, you know, all and there's no more bye weeks. There's no uh, there's no weird Saturday Sunday this week. Everybody's playing. Uh, almost everybody's playing on uh, on the main slate. We've got uh, you know some primetime games, but it's thirteen games. We've got a lot of the weather stuff from last week. Last week was all weather. We pretty much talked about uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Erickson and I who who filled in, and we talked a lot about weather last week. Seems like weather's good this week. But we have a lot of like motivation questions. Do you need do you need teams need to win? Do teams need to play hard? Do you need teams to really push their players? Uh, we'll talk about a lot of those situations, but also uh, you know it's just uh, it's just late in the season. You got guys that you know, maybe we'll take a look at this rookie for a couple of weeks. There's a lot of uh, a lot of playing time and stuff like that that makes these last couple of weeks really tough. You know, people in season long leagues. This is a championship week for a lot of teams. A lot of people, I've seen a lot of people complaining. You know, I don't have any quarterbacks. I don't have my players left. So it's a, it's an interesting week, but also uh, usually uh, leads itself to a lot of cheap options. You know, guys maybe emerging late in the season. Um, I think this is a slate where there's a lot of cheap options uh, at quarterback, at running back, and receiver. There's a, it, it depends how you want to build, but there's a lot of there's a lot of cheap guys you can play this week. Yeah, um, I noticed that too. A uh, ton of cheap receivers, especially cheap yeah. quarterbacks too. Um, it's interesting. 13 games, you mentioned more than, you know, we've had a lot of 10 game slates, 11 game slates recently. So 13 games here, but almost um, fewer, fewer good targets than we're <laughs> used to seeing. Yeah, I don't know. We, uh, you know, we have two games with with totals above 45. So I mean, I think I think those two games are going to be pretty popular. And other than that, you know, it's tough to to really find a game that you want a game stack. You mentioned motivation issues. Uh, we'll, we'll get into a couple teams that would look good, but you're not really sure what they're going to do with their starters. Right. Yeah. It's, you mentioned two, two games over 45. Not only that, there's nine games that are under 43. So not like there's a bunch of teams, the bunch of games stacked in the middle. 
Um, there are a lot of games in like the 41, 42 range. A lot of those are, you know, teams that don't have to win. Like we got you know, the 49ers and Raiders. Like that would be an interesting game, except the Raiders are you're benching Derek Carr, Jared Stidham's playing. It's a lot of backup quarterbacks this week, whether it be injury, whether it be, you know, shifting or, you know, Carson Wentz is coming back uh, for the, for the commanders. There's a lot of stuff at the quarterback position that makes it really tough to figure out, you know, team scoring. Yeah. Um, it really narrows the options down to at least um, from a cash game perspective with all the uncertainty, people will focus on the few spots that, that you're pretty sure of. Um, and we have some of those at each position, uh, especially with, with cheaper players. Like you mentioned, a lot of cheap options as, as the season winds down. Real quick. we got a question in the chat already. Uh, Cameron wants to know in his season long championship, which I assume that is uh, Nick Chubb, Tyler Algier, or Aaron Jones pick two. I am a big um, start who got you there kind of guy. Unless there's a real big reason to, I like Tyler, Tyler Algier this week, but I would, uh, I'd ride, uh, I'd ride Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones. I think you're the Packers fan. So tell me if you, uh, if you think so or not on Jones. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm worried about Aaron Jones's health. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously that goes was, back as long as he's playing, obviously. Yeah. As long as he's playing, but you know, he played last week and he wasn't out there very much in a game yeah. that the Packers, I mean, needed. I mean, he had six carries and, and two targets. Um, I'd be a little worried about Jones, to be honest. I like the spot for Algier. Um, it's tough. I don't know. I, 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 I might be worried enough about Jones to go with Algier. I think it's a good spot for Algier. Yeah, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a bad call. I was definitely between Jones and Algier. That I, I think Chubb is a. You know, I know it's a. It's not been a good touchdown stretch here. He has no scores in the last four weeks, but I got to go him there. Um, yeah, Algier and Jones are really close. That's a good. That's a good point. And I. It's, it's funny on the on the DFS for the DFS show. I looked at Jones. I looked at the usage last week. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not playing him this week, so I hadn't thought about him a lot. But uh, you might be right on Algier over Jones. I. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So I'm, gonna I'm gonna go with you there on the on the Packers knowledge. It's so tough because you would like a healthy Aaron Jones, you would just love to play in this spot, but oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this is I'm the just, second total game. It's nice. Yeah. I'm sufficiently worried about that though. Like he, he's clearly injured. He has multiple lower body injuries. And also this is, it's definitely a spot for the Packers passing game. The Vikings have one of the best run defenses. They're basically a pass funnel. Um, I know Jones catches a lot of passes, at least historically, but I don't know. He wasn't in there a lot last week. Yeah. And that's a good segue to our to our high total games. One of them is Vikings Packers. Um, I really like this game from a, a DFS perspective. I love getting the, getting some pieces in here. Uh, that that totals forty eight. The high total is a team that we've had in the high total section a lot this season. Is the Detroit Lions? Uh, the Bears Bears and Lions is fifty two. That's uh, that's easily the highest total game we've got. Uh, you know the, the Justin Fields led offense against the Lions defense. We get the Lions indoors at home where they thrive against the Bears defense, who gives up uh, you know a lot of stuff everywhere. So we got those two games. Games, um, you know, only two of them. But do you do you have one that you're going to find yourself really stacking? I think I think everybody's going to kind of play guys from both these games. Um, I really like Vikings Packers this week. Yeah, if I had to pick one, that's what I was going to say too. It's tough, you know. Packers. This might be the, you know, Rogers has scored over 20 fantasy points once all season. You know, and is that is was, that crazy? I saw I saw the same stat. Like you've been you've been a quarterback one once all. Like, I know he's been bad, but I figured he had three or four of those in there once. Is wild. Yeah, it's wild. Um, you know, we've sort of been off the Packers all season. I know yeah. I know, I have. Um, this is a spot where I think I'm going to get back on. I don't know. You know, my my hope was gone with, with this Green Bay team, and especially with Rodgers, but they're sort of miraculously back in the playoff hunt. 
Um, yeah, so I, I like the Packers. I don't know. Um, I don't want to jinx it, but I think yeah. I think they're going to beat Minnesota here. Um, I think, yeah, and I think I mentioned that the Vikings defense is a pass funnel, uh, good against the run. Packers running backs are banged up. Like this is a spot for Rodgers to sling it around, and his receivers are cheap. And Minnesota has a couple of really good options you can run it back with. So I think yeah, that that'd be my favorite game for for a stack. It's funny. I had like at the top of my list this week to ask you what you thought about Rodgers and the Packers and whether you're okay going back there. So it looks like I have my answer already. So yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll go like one further, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I'm betting on the Packers this week. I mean, oh, I, I, don't normally, I don't normally like throw out bets on here, but I think Packers money line is like if, you, if you're someone that does single game parlays or even just any kind of parlays, Packers money line is a great piece. I mean, I'll, I'll jinx it even more. They're pretty much a lock to win, in my opinion. So, yeah, I like I like the Packers this week. And then uh, so if they win that game and then they win week 17 or 18, they're somehow in the playoffs. If they win, if they beat Minnesota and they beat Detroit at home. Right. Well, we need um, they, do they need, need the, do they, do they need something to happen to even if they, they went out. They need the, the commanders to lose one game. So okay. the commanders have the Browns this week. And, you know, it's like a two point spread or whatever. And then right. next week, the Eagles. But I don't know. I think the Eagles uh, might yeah. be playing for nothing next week. So I, I think Washington might get an Eagles team with just all their backups. So I don't know. This is an important we need we need the Browns to beat the Washington this week. Gotcha. I didn't know if the I didn't know if the win out did enough. I, I looked at some situations, but I hadn't looked closely at that one. That's uh, that's interesting there. So those are the two uh, two high games. We have a couple that are kind of uh, sitting in the middle here. Uh, I'm going to use the the cutoff of like 43 to 48 as the middle here. We got the Broncos and the Chiefs, uh, 45. Obviously, that's a a blend between a really struggling offense and a really really powerful offense in Kansas City. And then uh, Jags Texans, an interesting one. It's 43 and a half. Um, I would kind of like this game if I knew what the heck Jacksonville was doing uh, with the you know with the, how seriously they want to win this game. They're in a situation with the with the Titans losing that whether they lose win or lose this game. Doesn't really matter, only in the fact that if the Jaguars and Titans tie next week, they play next week and the winner goes to the playoff, wins the division, goes to the playoffs. But if they tie next week, if Jacksonville wins today, that they would have the tiebreaker or they would they would go, they would be ahead of the, the Titans in, in if there was a you know a tie in that game rather than a win or loss. I don't know if that's nearly enough to want to play this week, or you know, the concern is they get up. 14 and nothing early and they're like all right you know time to call off the dogs run the ball a little bit and get, and get out of here um this is a weird game because i'd love the jacksonville offense if i even if i knew they were going full bore this week yeah i i'd love it too um this spot is it's sort of annoying to have this spot on the slate uh, like yeah. you mentioned the people people didn't think the jaguars were really going to play their starters because there's almost no need you know that you mentioned they're just playing for the division next week against the titans but yep. this is like the best spot against the texans and these jaguars they all have good salaries on them i mean if this was a normal week and you knew the jaguars were going to play these guys four quarters it might be the best spot on the slate of yep. a bunch of these jaguars um so that's like that's a real decision point um I'm leaning towards taking a chance on a few of them, but it's risky. And I mean, the, the quote from Doug Peterson, the, the Jaguars coach, is as follows. I mean, this is important for, you know, this is what I said. He says, there's never a meaningless game. Never, ever, ever, ever. You play to win every game. The only way I rest players is if, they, if they're hurt and can't go. Like, Yeah, and Doug Peterson does. He seems like that guy. That He, that- he really does. He really does. <laughs> and that's a, that's a really, like, that's not a, like, oh, well, you know, we're playing our guys. We play to win every game. We'll see what happens. Like, there's no, there was no hedging in that. There was like, this is full go, but 
you know, if you're up 21 to three in the second half, then you've won the game and you don't need. So it's just, it's more to me. Uh, I think they play hard for a half. I think they try and win for half. The problem is if they get way up, like even, even there's never been this game, never, ever, 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 you know, at some point it, it, it's smart to, to, you gotta, you gotta be smart at some point. You gotta take your guys out if you're, if you're, the game's over and it's been decided. So I just think it's uh, you know, we talk about blowout sometimes, you know, Willie Rest guys in the fourth quarter. I just think this has, this has a way higher chance of being problematic if they do blow it out or, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I guess though, you, you know, on the other hand, maybe the Texans can push them yeah. at home. I don't know. You never know. These the Texans have where... pushed, have pushed some teams recently. I mean, they've gotten some, some luck in there. They, you know, the Kansas city game, they were out game like five Oh two to two nineteen and stayed in it, but like it went to overtime, but the Texans have pushed me. They pushed Dallas. Uh, they pushed, they pushed the chiefs. So they, you're right. They have, uh, they have made it. So you can't just, uh, just sit Trevor Lawrence, the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of low total games. I'll run through them really fast. See if there's any of them that really jump out to you. It's like, yeah, hey, you know, I may want to play uh, play some guys from that game. Uh, we got Jets, Seahawks, uh, 42 and a half. Rams, Chargers, the Battle of L.A., which uh, got flexed off the Sunday night game. So that tells you uh, how about the Rams season right there. 42 and a half. Uh, Raiders, Raiders and the Niners in Las Vegas at 42. Saints at Eagles, 42. Cardinals, Falcons, 42. Dolphins, Patriots, 41. Browns, Commanders, 41. Panthers, Bucks, 40 and a half. Colts, Giants at the bottom of the, the slate there at 39. We don't have quite the, uh, the 31, 32, 33 totally as we had last week, but definitely a lot of low 40s, high, high 30s in there. Um, I kind of weirdly like Browns, Commanders as a game that I'm finding some players in. That's, uh, that, that totals 41. Uh, I do like some pieces there. Do you find yourself uh, liking any of these games? Like, you know what? I think that's going over the total. It may, it may push the high 40s. Yeah, I like that Brown. Some in the Browns Commanders, like you mentioned, I like some Giants uh, in a game that yeah. they must have. I mean, that total is under forty, um, but at least there's some Saquon's in a really good spot. Some Giants receivers, um, maybe the Jets Seahawks. I mean, we have Mike White back, so yeah. you know it brings the Giants receivers back into play, and you know you can always play Seattle receivers as well. So yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe uh, those two games. That Seahawks feel good story kind of went away pretty fast. Yeah, it's been it's been rough going the last four or five games there. Yeah, I think that uh, I do like Browns Commanders. Looking at these games, there's not a lot that you're know, like, oh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a, a shootout. But I think you're right. Jets Seahawks has the chance to be if the Seahawks can get it going a little bit. The Jets defense is really good, but you know, having Mike White back in there, like you said, uh, you know, kind of makes that a little more uh, more interesting. But um, let's jump into who you think will be kind of the uh, kind of the chalk or boring play this week. You know, if you're talking cash games, who's going to be the highest percentage owned? We'll jump into that before we do jump into the full tournament talk. Um, is that the quarterback's weird this week? I feel like there's this group at like the the high five thousands. I think a lot of people will play. You got you got Daniel Jones is fifty seven hundred. Jared Goff is fifty six hundred. Uh, Gardner Minshew, if he plays, that's one of those ones that we don't know what Philly's doing yet at quarterback. Jalen Hurts uh, might play. But if he doesn't, I think that Minshew at 5,500 off that big game last week, you know, he was really cheap last week. We talked about playing him. You got Rodgers in here at 6,000. I feel like there's this group of guys that uh, that are really playable. Trevor Lawrence jumps in there at 6,200. I think there's like 5,500, 6,200. There's like five or six guys I think a lot of people are going to find their quarterback at this week. Yeah, I agree. And I think the most popular is going to be Jared Goff. Um, I do too. Pro- probably by by quite a bit. You know, that that's – uh Playing at Ford Field, those games have averaged 61 points and also the most oh combined plays in the league. Um, Goff I, I, knew, has I knew it was high, but 61, wow. 61 points yeah. at Ford Field, yeah. Goff is a different player there. 20 touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, Bears defense is bad. 
Uh, and Goff is just too cheap for this spot. So I think he's going to be very popular in cash games. Um, yeah. Those other guys you mentioned, I like them. I like Daniel Jones. I would like Minshew. It seems like Jalen Hurts is going to play. Um, I like Rodgers for tournaments. But yeah, I think I actually think it's pretty simple for cash games. You just play Goff. Yeah, I, I think he sticks out uh, sticks out pretty well there. And obviously, in a tournament, you have really, really uh, easy options to stack him with. Too. You can go cheap with some guys. You can go expensive with Amon Ross. So there's a lot of options there. Uh, when we get to stacks, I want to ask you if you do anything with the with the Bears coming back. Because it's, it's, it's kind of a hard situation to find somebody. Aside Justin Fields, obviously, you can't play Fields. So you're playing golf. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, from a, it's an easy, like, oh, he's 1,500. I'm going to play him. But it, how you stack that in a tournament is kind of interesting to me. Uh, what about running back? I, uh, I look at running back. I don't see a ton of guys that I think are going to be like, oh, that's an obvious play. There's a lot of guys in the in the five thousand I think are playable, which which makes it really interesting, but not like an obvious one. I think the clear play to everybody would be Travis Etienne at sixty four hundred if we knew what Jacksonville was doing because he's a core, he's a he's a running back, and that's the spot. Like if they're up fourteen points before the quarter, you want that guy in the field. You want him running the clock out. You want him you know churning out yards and against a bad Houston run defense. It's been a little bit better lately, but still you know one you want to attack. Um, I think ETM will be popular on the surface. I just don't know how people are going to do uh, with, with dealing with Jacksonville's motivation. Yeah, I agree. I think in a normal week, he'd be the most popular, but I think yeah. enough people are worried about this uh, motivation for Jacksonville. I still think he's a fine option. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, 6,800. He has a really good value projection. I think people will go there in cash games, especially if Damian Harris is out again. Pretty good matchup against Miami, who's probably not going to have Tua. Um, <clears throat> yeah, other than that, it's kind of there isn't really anybody that sticks out. As always, James Conner is high up there on the projections. <laughs> He's been doing really well. I guess I don't mind that now with with Colt McCoy back. Um, Miles Sanders is cheaper than he's been in a long time. He looks okay. And then like going down, we have these guys. You mentioned Algiers, fifty three hundred. Even yeah. DeAndre Swift is fifty three hundred. He played his highest percentage of snaps since week one uh last week it seems like you know he's their guy 5300 is a pretty good price but yeah nothing no like overwhelming chalk yeah i'm kind of uh kind of over deandre swift to be honest uh, i think he's a great player but 30s you mentioned the snaps were high he had five touches like it's just it's just been such a frustrating frustrating i think i just think that uh I, i'm gonna play lions uh pass game and i just i think i'm just gonna not touch Jamal williams and deandre Swift. i just don't uh I just don't trust the usage there, and it's really tough without the touches. But uh, I think you're right. I mean, he's he's way way cheap for for how how talented he is too. And there's a uh... um, sorry, oh, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I just didn't want to forget Saquon at the top. I think yeah. Saquon is probably the spend up option at running back. Um, yeah. I, just I think you're right there spot. too. As as I looked at all of my, he he kind of stuck out to me as the one I'd like most in the expensive range too. Yeah, you know, he's just been. Obviously, he gets so much work, and it's a really good spot against Foles where it should be a good game script for the Giants who have to have this. So I feel comfortable with Saquon. I'm going to try to get up there. You know, I wanted to ask you about McCaffrey and the 49ers. They don't really need this game. I mean, what what do you think about the 49ers this week? Yeah, it's tough, right? Because they if Minnesota had just lost one of those last two games, or they should, I mean, they probably should have lost the Giants. They definitely should have lost the week before uh, when they had the 33-0 comeback. Uh, but um against the Colts um yeah I, I just think that uh I think the Niners I think Derek Carr not playing is a, is a is is bad for all the Niners players just because I think that there's a there's a a lot of scenarios here where they can get up and kind of kind of chill on everybody and they've used McCaffrey a lot 
um, this la- these last four or five weeks as they, as they put this winning streak together. I think you could see uh, a lot of uh, uh, Jordan Mason supposed to be healthy again. I know he got hurt in the opening kickoff last week, which is which disappointing because then he didn't play. He didn't play after that. Uh, Ty Davis Price could get some usage. I think that uh, I think this would be a week that if the Niners do get up, I think it's a week that they kind of take it easy on McCaffrey in the second half, which is you know the matchup's great, the game script is great. I just think that the end of the season Niners, uh, you know, just needing to play for seeding is is not great for paying uh, paying up for McCaffrey this week. I uh, I love the spot in terms of a regular football situation, but with the uh, the week seventeen situation, uh, it scares me. In the second half, he might uh, he might chill on the sideline a bunch. Yeah, I totally agree. Nine um, K is a huge price tag to pay off. I mean, you need thirty fantasy points there, uh, especially in tournaments. So I'm with you there. And then I I got to get your opinion on James Conner. You know, so t- such a tough one for me. But the, <laughs> yeah. the numbers are just the numbers are amazing. I mean, seven catches again last week. I mean, he's getting a ton of targets. He ton of touchdowns. He's kind of all they have or not all they have, but all they have at running back. They use him so much and it's a pretty good matchup against Atlanta. My favorite Connor stat I saw this week was in the last four weeks, the, uh, the Arizona backfield has 96 touches. James Conner has 90 of those 96 touches. That is a, that is a crazy usage. I guess they just figure might as well feed this dude. Um, yeah, we'll talk about when he gets to running back. But, yeah, I think that uh, Atlanta's a good spot here. Atlanta's allowing four and a half yards of carry. Um, I find it hard to click on James Conner at 7,200. I'll be totally honest with you. But I think that's a weird, like, bias I may have from past seasons. But, um, yeah, 7,200, it's uh, – he's, he's just he's – getting, he's getting fed in a big way right now. Yeah, I have the same bias as you, but it looks really good on paper. You know, I could I could see myself going there if if I have the salary. <clears throat> popular uh, popular receivers, I think with Mike White back, Garrett Wilson at fifty five hundred, he's dropped in price again. I think yeah, I think stuck out to me pretty good against uh, against a Seattle defense that uh, is actually pretty good against wide receivers. But I think that price and the talent and Mike White back uh, helps helps Wilson get pretty pop pretty popular at wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. I think Wilson. Yeah, you nailed it. Wilson will probably be probably be the most popular receiver in cash games uh, with with Mike White back um, up top. I think people will look to Amon Ra. Um, you know, we mentioned everything about the Lions in that matchup. Yeah, uh, and Amon Ra. Uh, I had mentioned that I was was slightly worried now that they had all five receivers healthy and Jamison Williams back now, but I was definitely wrong about that. I mean. Amon Ra is just going to be the guy no matter what. He's still he's averaging uh, over 11 targets in the four games since Jamison Williams uh, debuted. So I'd be fine going to Amon Ra. Below that, um, yeah, I don't know. Zay Jones would have been popular uh, yep. if, you know, we don't know about Jacksonville, though. Um, Alan Lazard, maybe. Keep an eye on the status of Christian Watson. Uh, and then, like, these cheap guys. Brandon Cooks, I think people might play after that game last week. And only 4,800 uh, going all the way down. I think people will like Elijah Moore at 3,500 for yep. similar reasons that they like Garrett Wilson. Uh, there's some other cheap guys, too. I mean, there's 3K Greg Dorch off, off a huge game. Yeah, um, But receiver... Yeah, it's it's weird because we have 13 games to pick from and just not that much chalk after Garrett Wilson and Amon Ra, I would say. It's kind of wide open. 
Yeah, I think there's enough cheap options that they kind of get spread around, uh, you know, roster ship wise. I think that if they were just uh, just one or two guys in there, but there's we'll talk about when we get to receivers, but there's probably there's like five or six guys I bolded under five thousand. I think are really playable, so I think that helps spread out the percentage a lot. I think a lot uh, at the expense of Sam. I think there's so many guys in the slate that you mentioned. Amara, I think Keenan Allen at seven thousand be pretty popular. He's uh, fourteen targets in three of his last four games. I think of the expensive guys, he might uh, he might inch up there a little bit, but not to the point where like. Oh, I can't play him. He's too chalky. Oh my god, everybody's gonna have him. I don't think there's a lot of that this week. Uh, tight end's interesting because I think tight end, the Jacksonville thing is 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 a huge thing. I think Evan Ingram at 4,400 would be easily the most popular tight end this week. I think that uh, off these last couple of games, he looked. I mean, in the in the rain last week against the Jets, he was like yards after catch. He was all over the place. And obviously, had the huge game the week before that. Ingram's been really, really good, uh, but I think that maybe the Jacksonville thing and people worried about the second half uh, maybe pulls back his uh, his rush shift just a little bit enough to make uh, tight end a little more spread up than it was maybe when I first looked at the state where I thought Ingram would be the, the clear chalk. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, and I still think he will be probably the most popular. He would have been like overwhelmingly so. Yeah, you mentioned if we knew about the Jaguars. I mean, the game log on Evan Ingram is just crazy i mean something you never expect to see and consistent as well these this last month um so i still like evan ingram i still think people are going to go there um because there's like there's not much after that um i don't think you're going to go above evan ingram at least in cash games i think where people would look is jelani woods for 2800 uh, if you I was, go I was hoping down. that I, I liked that one. I hope that was, I was hoping that's gonna be a little sneakier than, uh, than I thought, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like at least as of now, the, the two tight ends that people will consider in cash games are Evan Ingram and Jelani Woods. Ah, uh, man. I was hoping, I was hoping a little, uh, a little Jelani Woods would slide through there, but I, I, I think, I, not. I don't think he'll be crazy popular though. Like it, I don't think he'll be crazy popular. Ryan, uh, a guy in the chat, DPR is coming at you. He says, uh, he said, Rogers, oh. is, Rogers is done. Yeah, you know that is a that I is a, that's a so. shot right there. That would be like someone coming to me and saying Steph Curry is done, and then we we'd be done. We wouldn't be friends anymore. So I, I get that that probably upsets you a little bit. Yeah, you know I might have agreed with you a few weeks ago, but somehow the Packers, you know, they, they've won three straight. Somehow they're back. They're like they're back from the dead, basically. And I haven't. They, written they always cut. They always come back from the dead. There's always yeah. like. There's always the the one shovel out to Barry and Rogers, and you get the you know get the relax. You get the we're not dead. And like four weeks ago, he said something like we're gonna we we have a chance to win out, and all of a sudden here we are. So it's uh it's uh it's yeah. Fun, but. Yeah, and so I guess I I still think Rogers is really good. I still think, you know, on his day, he's an elite quarterback. And, you know, maybe I'm in the minority with that view, but the Vikings don't have much to play for. I mean, I know it's a division game, but the Packers have everything to play for. I can't see Rodgers really laying an egg here. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. The Packer, <laughs> the Packer are winning this game. All right, so let's jump into uh, into tournament stuff. We'll talk about Rogers, talk about stacks here. But first, a note from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, they got plenty of that too. On MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. Just easy to play, easy to win. Daily fancy players props. Join now at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. You get the first game free, then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit match instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. Also, a few uh, few notes from our sponsors, the Blue Wire Network. This Rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, 
and they're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So, what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal. Pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Thank you for indulging us there. We appreciate that. We appreciate Blue Wire. Appreciate uh, Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, Ryan, we talked about uh, talking about some tournament stacks here. Uh, I think we both uh, we both say that we really like Jared Goff this week. Um, it's pretty easy to play him at the price fifty six hundred with Amon Ra. Amon Ra's expensive at seventy eight hundred, but you know Goff's not expensive. My main question for you: I think we both agree that we like this stack. We like Detroit. Uh, if you're playing a tournament, do you have to come back with someone in Chicago? Is there someone in Chicago that you do want to come back with? Is it is it Cole Komet who scored twice against Detroit last time? What do you do on the on the Chicago side of this game? If you're going, you know, you because you're in a tournament, you want to shoot out, you want this game to go back and forth. And if Goff's going to keep throwing the whole game, we need Chicago to do something. So what do you do on the Bears side of the ball? Yeah, you're right. That makes it tough. And I think that keeps some people off of like a Detroit stack, just that they don't want to run it back with Chicago. I don't think you need to. You can definitely okay. just um, – one of the reasons is that 
There's so many good cheap wide receivers this week. So forcing it with like a Chicago, one of their cheap wide receivers, just doesn't seem like the best option. I think you're going to be able to play. There's there's at least 10 receivers under 5K that I'd be fine playing. Um, But Cole Komet, I think, would be the guy. And tight end is not the greatest this week. Um, I mean, it's okay, but. Cole Komet's been pretty good, and this is a pretty good matchup for him. He sees a lot of targets, so I don't mind running it back at the tight end position. But I think if you're running it back at wide receiver, I don't like that so much. You know, keep an eye on the injury status of these guys. Their top three receivers are listed as questionable. I think Claypool's coming back. I mean, he'd be the one, I guess, if you if you wanted to take a shot. It just seems like he has the the higher ceiling. I know he's more expensive, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess to answer your question, I probably won't run it back with a Chicago wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, that, and, that, and that's fair. I wanted to ask you about that. And then the, the thing you mentioned on Claypool questionable, like that's, a, that's kind of an overall slate. No, there's a lot of questionable guys this week. Make sure you check all these Sunday morning reports and stuff. There are a lot of guys who are questionable this week. And then we get late in the year, motivation, you know, do I need to really play this? Uh, you know, whether it's we don't need to play for or we're done. Uh, definitely check all those questionable guys. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, the interact, inactive, active reports. Sunday morning is going to be even more valuable than usual this week. Um, if I had to come back with somebody, I think I'd go with Byron Pringle at 35 100 for Chicago. It's not exciting, but 53 and 54 snaps the last two weeks. And if Claypool doesn't play, maybe I go there. But like you said, there's a lot of uh, it's hard because you got to play him over Elijah Moore, who has Mike White back. You got to play him over somebody. So it takes up a, it's not just cheap, it takes up a roster slot. So you need to do something. And that's uh, it's probably the guy I go with, but I kind of agree with you. I think it'd be kind of commit or just avoid the receivers for me. So um, other stacks, we, we've talked enough about Detroit and Goff. Uh, what else are you doing in, in terms of stacking some of these games? Are you going Rodgers? Are you going with some, uh, someone sneakier? Where else are you finding yourself stacking quarterback this week? Yeah, I think I am going to play Rodgers. Um, you know, I'm a Packer fan. I haven't played Rodgers all year. I haven't stacked the Packers. There's not a lot for me to like this week. It's sort of like a homer play. I mentioned I just I do like the Packers. I do think they're going to win. I do think they're going to score points. So I'm fine with stacking Rodgers. And I think um, I kind of want to – I'm thinking about a double stack with Rodgers. You know, we're going to have to monitor that Christian Watson news. I'd love to play Watson. Um, He hasn't practiced yet this week. And you know he's injured because he didn't come in – he didn't come back into the game last week, and he was having a good game against the Dolphins. Um, So I'd like to play Watson, but we'll see. Um, I don't mind Lazard either at that price. Uh, he's been seeing a lot of targets. I think Rogers looks for him in big spots. He trusts Lazard. I mean, he talks glowingly about Lazard every chance he gets. Um, I don't mind Dobbs either. Uh, 4,700, I think healthy now. We know he has upside. Um, so yeah, I think Rogers with two Packers and you can run it back with either cook or Jefferson Jefferson's expensive. Uh, he had his best game of the season against the Packers in week one, 42 fantasy points. Jefferson's been absolutely crushing, uh, 30 plus fantasy points in four of the last five. He has a chance to break the single season receiving record. I wouldn't worry about a matchup with Jair Alexander. I mean, you know, sometimes in these, if that's a one-on-one matchup, Sometimes I almost prefer one-on-one matchup for a stud receiver rather than, you know, when they try to double the guy with a safety over the top or something. I mean, these receivers, there's no one that can cover them. Uh, So I don't mind Jefferson. And then Dalvin Cook's good price tag on Cook. He just keeps getting cheaper. And um, 
the Dolphins had a ton of big run plays against the Packers last week. Um, teams have been running over the Packers for the last month now. So, yeah, I like a Rodgers stack with Cook or Jefferson. So you say, you're saying you're a homer and all this kind of stuff, but I just think Rodgers is a, is a good play this week. I, I actually agree with you. I don't like the Packers. I don't like Rodgers. You know, we have rivalries with the 49ers, but um, I think it's 6,000. I think the key for me is not only is he's 6,000, his receivers are all cheap, and it all lets you play Justin Jefferson in, in, in the comeback. I think it just all kind of works out really well. Uh, Christian Watson news is obviously big. I'd play Watson if he was there, but if not, I think you mentioned Lazard, you mentioned Dubs, 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 Dubs. I still don't know. I hear I hear people saying it differently every week. Sorry. I think it's I think it's Dobbs. Um, <laughs> but uh, you mentioned the seventh Rogers been a, been a top twelve quarterback once all year. But this is a really good spot. They have to win. The weather is supposed to be is supposed to be fine, which I think is a key. You know, you get a dis- late December game. I guess it's a J- early January game in Green Bay. Late December now, but January when they play it. Um, you know, weather's huge, and it sounds like it's going to be pretty decent. We don't have a lot of weather concerns, so I do like that. Um, do you like playing the other side? Do you like do you like Kirk Cousins at all in this game? Uh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, just now is that is that just a Homer fan thing, or you just you um, don't like the, you don't like the setup? I don't. I just don't. I just never play Cousins. You know, I don't mind it though. I, I'm just not going to do it. Um, yeah. It's partly a Homer thing. Yeah, um, I don't expect Cousins to just tear the Packers apart. I guess. Um, okay. I don't know. Fair enough. I, yeah, I no, I just it's just it's good to you know think about other sides of, of these games. That's the second. I mean, his his game. his numbers have been great. They're passing a lot too. Yeah. Uh, they're playing fast and they're passing a lot. Um, so obviously, if Justin Jefferson's a good play, pairing him with Cousins is fine on a slate where there's just no one's. There's a lot of people are just playing these cheap and mid range quarterbacks, and Cousins can easily outscore all the guys that are going to be chalk. So I don't mind it. He's just not a guy that I play. Yeah, I I like it more than you do. I think uh, you know it's a nice matchup. Green Bay's allowing seven and a half yards per carry with T.J. Hawkinson. They have they have good weapons now too. You know, K.J. Osborne's a good third receiver. Adam Thielen's kind of whatever, but obviously you have the best receiver in football on that side too. You can come back with one of the cheap uh, Green Bay receivers pretty easily. What about some uh, some uh, the other games here? We talked about the, the two high total games here. What about uh, any other kind of sneakier stacks games you really find yourself uh, wanting to uh, play some quarterbacks and receivers together? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't want to lie. So I um, don't lie. That's good. Yeah, I right now, I don't think I'm going to play any of these expensive quarterbacks. I mean, if if there is one for me, I think it'd be Fields. I mean, just play Fields with Komet. I mean, I'm still okay with playing Fields. He's close to he's less than 200 yards away from breaking the single season and a rushing record for a quarterback. I mean, he crushed the Lions last time, I think 147 yards and two scores. Yep. Um, And that game's just the best environment at Ford Field. So I could get back on Justin Fields. I don't know if that many people are going to want to pay 7,900 for him. I don't know. Like, do you have any interest in Mahomes or even Hertz or I don't know any of these guys up top Herbert. Um, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't touch Hertz kind of, if he comes back and plays, I think I'd be more likely to play Minshew if he played. I just don't think I'm going to go. I just don't think they're going to like fully get the Jalen Hurts experience. If he plays, I don't think they're going to like fully let him go with all the run plays. I think Fields is really interesting this week just because he's so much more. He's what is he? 2,300 more than Goff in the same game. I think everybody would just be like, well, I'm just gonna play Goff instead. They're gonna throw the ball. But, um, you know, the Detroit pasty is bad. Doesn't, it doesn't matter that much if he fields because they, they, he runs so much, but you're right. They killed him on the ground last game. 
Um, 7,900 is really interesting. The weird thing is he didn't run last week against Buffalo, but that was a, it was a weather game. It was a, it was a good defense game. He only ran seven times for 11 yards. But uh, I think Fields is the play for me probably. i probably go over Mahomes for 600, 600 less. I just I know that Mahomes went crazy against Denver three weeks ago, but that was a weird game where Denver kind of hung in the game. And um, 8,500 is tough for, for a situation where, you know, if they get up, I think maybe they maybe they ease off the gas pedal a little bit there, and I think they should get up in this game. Um, Herbert's interesting. Herbert is a, it's a weird stretch for Justin Herbert right now. He's thrown for yards, but not touchdowns. He has two touchdown passes total the last four weeks and none the last two weeks. Like that is wild. I think he had like in NFFC, I, I have him. He had 8.85 fans. Like it's all, it was a horrible week last week, but it's a good spot. I mean, the Rams are allowing 7.3 YPA. You know, their defense is not quite the same as, as it was earlier in the year or last season. Obviously they got injuries. They got, they, they're not really playing for anything. And, and Baker, Mayfield, you know, obviously looked good last week. They put up a ton of points on the Broncos, 50 points. So maybe they can they can push Herbert a little bit. So if I were to go expensive, I think he's a little sneaky there because nobody's going to play him this week. Everybody's upset about the last, the last few weeks. But this could be a game that uh, you talk about sneaky back and forth. I think Chargers-Rams is a game that I do like to go over the total. So if you want to get behind Herbert, um, you know, I can see that. It's hard to pay up this week quarterback. But uh, I always I always like Herbert. But you got to figure there's a, there's a breakthrough game coming here at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right about everything you said, and I, I'm pretty sure I've lost more money with Herbert and the Chargers than any other team this year. Yeah. I, I mean, know, I, I know, I have betting wise the last three years. I, I always get them wrong. I always think yeah. this is the week, and I always get them wrong. Same. I, I know I have. I've, pl- I've played a ton of Herbert. I've tried to stack the Chargers quite a bit. <laughs> it's going to be a spot where I'm finally off of it. But yeah, you make a lot of good points. I think that game does have some sneaky potential if Baker plays like he did last week. Yeah, I mean, Cam Akers ran last week. They were just all over the place last week. It was a fifty. I mean, you're right, the Broncos are in operation shutdown mode, but it was still it was still pretty impressive. Um, anybody cheaper? We mentioned Daniel Jones earlier. You know, really nice game against Minnesota, but it's obviously a really good matchup there. It's still a good matchup against the Colts, though. Um, you know, he only had 34 yards rushing last week. Usually, his big games are when you get the rushing, but he had 334 passing. So I think he's alive at 5700. We mentioned Minshew at 5500. It's really live. Um, I would have liked Brock Purdy a little bit this week at 5,500 if uh, Carr was playing. Maybe a little back and forth, but I think I'm probably off it now with uh, with Stidham. Do you uh, do you drop down at all the 5,000 at Teddy Bridgewater? Um, Tua's not going to play this week. Uh, obviously, elite wide receivers are really cheap. Three for 329 is last starting against Minnesota. Uh, would you entertain Bridgewater at all at 5,000 against the Patriots? Yeah, I would entertain Bridgewater, um, especially if I was playing like the largest field tournaments. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play it in my smaller field stuff, but I, I, I like Bridgewater a little bit more than most. And, you know, he's got receivers to throw to obviously, and he's very cheap, but the guys that I'm probably going to go to, I'm okay with playing Daniel Jones this week. I think pairing him with uh, Hodgins or Richie James and maybe running yeah. it back with Jelani Woods. That's like a really <laughs> cheap stack. <laughs> that's uh, those are the names you thought you'd be saying in week one, right? <laughs> right. Um, but you know, you can sort of do whatever you want if you play that skinny stack. Um, so I like that. Um, the other one I'll throw out there is Mike White. Um, I don't mind going to Mike White with either Wilson or more or even both. Um, just a spot that I don't really think people are going to go to. And I think White's been pretty good. And the Seahawks have not been good uh, recently. So I think that's interesting. But it is a no. But uh, no, what do you think about Bridgewater? Sorry, I was going to ask you, what do you think about Bridgewater? Because I remember, I think I remember you saying you're not a Bridgewater guy. 
I'm not a Bridgewater, like real NFL guy at all, but you have to look at it just because he has two receivers that can turn 10 yard passes and 60 yard passes at any point. Both Waddle and Hill are so explosive that at 5,000, like he could throw two or three touchdowns just by, you know, a, a dump off or a screen or a slant that turns into big plays. And he's got, you know, he could, he could dump off to Mostert. He's got so many like weapons on that team that I think that, uh, I think at 5,000, if I were to go uber cheap and not play golf, I think he'd be the guy, you know, Mike White. I like that idea. It's just hard to get there. He's two hundred dollars cheaper than golf, and then maybe in a tournament, yeah, probably, in a tournament, there's probably a reason to do it. Like he's got again, he's got good receivers too, and they, they can hit some big plays. And he 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 was clearly the best option they've had so far in terms of you know pass yards and their receivers. So I do get it. Um, I'd probably go Bridgewater over him just because I I love the receivers so much. I think that you can you can just get big plays out of those guys. Yeah, I mean Bridgewater he threw for three twenty nine uh, yeah. his last start against the Vikings. Uh, we just saw. Burrow and the Bengals shred uh, New England and New England has some guys you could run it back with. So, yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I of the like Uber cheap ones. There's a bunch this week. I think that's probably my favorite one. I don't know if I'm going to get there, but it was probably my favorite one, but let's jump into the other position. We went a little bit long talking about quarterbacks, but uh, first to know from our sponsors, no house advantage, no house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play a pickup contest versus other people with a shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 extra entry if you hit all your picks. Bet up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports thing, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up with promo code NHAWIRE. That's N-H-A-W-I-R-E at NoHouseAdvantage.com. Or download the app on the App Store to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You do not want to miss out on this. Uh, Ryan, with the No House Advantage sponsor, we always take a look at uh, some of these player props um, and see if there's a give people a start and a couple that we uh, we may like. A lot of over-unders on receiving, rushing, passing yards. Uh, I sent you a list of uh, some possible options. What are a couple of uh, a couple of uh, player props that you like uh, that I that I sent you? Uh, yeah, the first one Saquon Saquon Barkley over seventy eight and a half rush yards. Um, you know he's had over eighty the last two weeks, uh, and I think this game script against Indy is going to be pretty favorable for the yeah. Giants more so than they've had recently. So I think you could see a spot where they really lean on Saquon, especially in the second half. I mean, you look at his carries. He hasn't, he hasn't had 20 carries since week 10 and he's still been putting up. Okay. Numbers. I think he gets 20 plus carries here and he should go over 78 and a half yards uh, with that amount of carries. So yeah, I'm confident in Saquon. And then the other one, Tyler Algier, um, 66 and a half. I think they've found something with Algier, and at least they think they have. Another one where I think, you know, he's been getting there in game scripts that aren't great and in pretty tough matchups. And this is one at home against Arizona where it could actually be favorable uh, for the Falcons. So I think 66 and a half is pretty low. You know, he just had 74, 139 before that. I think you're going to see at least 15, 20 carries for him here. Uh, against a defense that isn't very good against the run. So, yeah, Barkley and Algier over on the rush yards. What about you? I do like uh, I do like both of those. We'll hit running backs here in a second. I'm going to go two receivers. Uh, I'm going to go Richie James first, over 43 and a half receiving yards. I think that number is too low. He had a lot of targets last week. You look at the last three weeks, 
uh, James has been really involved. I like the matchup against Indy. Uh, what do you have? 12, uh, 12 targets last week, something like that. Uh, look at down here. Yeah, 12 targets last week, eight for 90. He had five the week before. He had nine the week before that. So very involved in this offense. I think that uh, they should uh, – 43 and a half just feels really low to me. I think he's going to catch enough balls that he gets in the, in the 50, 60, 70 range somewhere. And I don't think he – doesn't have to go crazy, but 43 and a half, that's a really no, low number. And then uh, I'm going to go with one you think I'm crazy about. I was going to save it for when we talk about wide receiver, but I'm going to go Mike Evans over 60 and a half receiving yards. Everybody will roll their eyes at me, but uh, this is Mike Evans week. It's going to be the week to play Mike Evans. That uh, He's expensive enough in, in DraftKings that uh, nobody's going to play him. He's 6,500. Uh, I know he hasn't been getting there, but he, the targets are there. He had a big game against Carolina last time they played. Uh, the Carolina has is banged up in the secondary. They, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about them covering receivers. So I'm going to go Mike Evans over 60 and a half. We'll talk about him a little more when we talk about receivers. So I know I'm crazy, but uh, Mike Evans is scoring this week and going over that number. Um, so uh, I want to thank, thank No House Advantage for their, their sponsorship all year. I wanted to, uh, you know, just drop a couple of uh, player props that we did like there. But let's jump into, into running backs. Um, we've kind of uh, kind of talked about a lot of these guys already, but expensive running backs, it sounds like to me like you think Saquon is, is your favorite player here. McCaffrey's 9,000. Eckler's 8,500, Saquon's 8,000. You get a little bit lower. Uh, Nick Chubb, 7,300. James Conner, we mentioned earlier, 7,200. Dalvin Cook, 7,000. Um, sounds to me, from uh, what we talked about so far, that you thought Barkley and Conner are your two favorites in this range. Yeah, and, and especially Barkley. This is just yeah. a week where I'm going to get as much exposure to Barkley at the top as possible. Um, I think it's a great spot. I'm looking – keep talking about it. The motivation for the Giants, they have to win. The matchup yeah. is amazing against Nick Foles. Foles – was really bad uh, last week. Um, they couldn't move the ball. Bunch of turnovers. I mean, I just think Saquon ends up in a bunch of, you know, the Giants end up with good field position, the ball a lot, um, probably killing off the game in the second half. Um, Saquon gets a ton of volume. Yeah, I just, I want as much exposure to Saquon in this range. Uh, I, I do kind of like James Conner going down a little bit more, but like you, I have such a tough time clicking that name. Um, I'm not saying that I won't, but yeah, Saquon here. Um, is there any, like, anyone else you like? Uh, I really like Saquon too. Uh, 18 targets the last two weeks, especially, uh, makes me like him. You know, if he's, the, it, it, it makes it so that, even if the game script isn't going as we think it goes, he still has a ton of value. Like if they are close or get a little behind, like they're still going to dump it off to him. They're still going to throw it to him. If they get ahead, I think they feed him this week. You mentioned they have to win. It's a big game for them. Um, home against the Colts. I just, I love this spot for Saquon too at 8,000. Um, Eckler's interesting at 8,500 because uh, not as many targets the last couple of weeks, but he still finds a way to get there. Uh, Eckler has double-digit PPR points in 25 straight games, which is an insane stretch for a running back. I think that next highs is like eight or something like that. He is listed as questionable. He had like a little – it looked like he had a little tweak like near the end of the game last week, so that worries me a little bit. Uh, McCaffrey, I'm worried about the second half of that game. Uh, Chubb, I just I – don't, I don't love going against the Washington Rundy. They're, they're pretty good. They're lying about four yards per carry. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson's kind of killed Chubb's upside a little bit. Uh, he hasn't scored in the last four weeks. He uh, hasn't hit quite as many big plays either. I think that we kind of thought with Watson's running ability, maybe we have some bigger lanes, but his, uh, his number of carries that are over 10 yards has gone, has dropped pretty, uh, pretty big in terms of, uh, you know, percentage of carries that are, that are that regard. So, um, I think if I went down here, I'd probably play cook over Connor myself. He's 7,000. Um, he was quiet last week against the giants. It was like, we mentioned kind of a weird game under four yards of carry since week 11, but this is a good matchup. Um, Green Bay is allowing 4.8 yards per carry to running back. So I think that's uh, I think it's a good week for a week for Dalvin at 7,000. I think if I were to go in that range, I'd play him over Connor and Chubb myself. 
Yep, I'm with you. I like Dalvin as well. Uh, his price tag just keeps falling, and they've barely been using Alexander Madison. Cook yeah. is playing almost all the snaps. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. What about uh, what about in the 6,000 range? We're talking about some 5,000. What about this mid-range? Um, Ramondre Stevens, who you mentioned earlier, 6,800. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 6,900, being a lot of touches. We mentioned two weeks ago, um, you know, Dennis Allen mentioned in the bye, like, we got to get the ball to Alvin Moore. He has 22 and 23 touches out of the bye. So they have, uh, they've actually, uh, they've actually uh, paid off on that comment. Uh, ATN 6,400, Kenneth Walker 62, uh, Cam Akers, uh, the return of Cam Akers, three touchdowns last week, 6,100. We got uh, Jarek McKinnon at 6,000. Uh, in the 6,000, before we get into the really cheaper ones, it uh, sounds like uh, ATN and Stevenson probably for you from what you said earlier. You know, I think so, but it's not like a strong take. This range yeah. is tough for me. I think you could make arguments for for a few of these guys um i never thought i would be considering cam Akers, especially at 6100 yeah um but it doesn't i am considering it it's a good matchup and he he might get a huge workload again and you know people just don't really want to click cam Akers, so i could see myself going there um yeah i do really like etn i mean how could you not obviously there's some question marks with the jags ramondre is a tough one for me um I have a feeling he's going to be pretty popular and I understand why, but it's, you know, it's tough to trust. I just, I never know what new England's going to do. They, they throw, they, they use these other running backs. I mean, I wouldn't Damien Harris. I really need Damien Harris to be out. It seems like he's going to be out again, but you never know. I don't know. Ramondre is a tough one for me. What are you going to do with him? Uh, I go Kamara instead myself with the uh, for a hundred bucks more. I just like the touches lately. Um, Eagles have been good against the run lately. Could be a tough game script, but uh, anytime you give Kamara 20, 20 touches, I do like him under seven thousand. I just think that he finally scored last week for the first time in a while. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play Kamara because I could probably go up to Cook, and I think I like Cook a little bit more. You know, hundred dollars more, but I think I go Cook over both guys. So that gets me kind of away from Stevenson. Miami's been really good against the run lately. They got some big guys in the middle, like. Uh, Wilkins and Siler, I think, are, are the two middle guys. And when they played the Niners, I was impressed with both those guys. Um, the thing with Stevenson for me is the, is the passive volume has not been there. He had 24 targets for three weeks. And then the last three weeks, he had nine targets. It's been a big drop in catching passes. I know he was brutal last week. I kind of throw that out, whatever. It's one week. But I, the, the lack of uh, involvement in the pass game over the last three weeks kind of worries me a little bit there. I weirdly like Cam Akers too. Like I hate, I don't know if I could click it either, but like you look at it, we want running backs against the Chargers always. They've been a little bit better lately, but still at five yards per carry. Clearly him in the backfield these last couple of weeks has been, has been all him. Uh, you know, 23 from 118, three touchdowns last week. You know, having Baker back there at least gives the semblance of a pass offense. They can run him a little bit. Uh, but that was his first game over 65 yards. So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but uh, it's, it's a good spot for Akers for sure. I think where I'm more interested at running back is under six thousand. We've got a lot of names down here. I want your want your opinion on. We got Miles Sanders at fifty nine hundred. Um, quiet the last two weeks, but you know it was big two or three weeks before that. We still have Isaiah Pacheco down here at six hundred. Zach Moss against the Giants. He's the he's the guy in that backfield. He's fifty four hundred. Tyler Algier fifty three hundred. The guy that I really like this week is Brian Robinson at fifty two hundred for the Commanders. Zonovan Bam Knight fifty one hundred. We got the we got the the Panthers running backs too. Like the Panthers are running the crap out of the ball right now, but they're splitting carries. Uh, you know De- Deontay Foreman's fifty seven hundred has uh, you know he had thirty snaps this week. Thirty one for Chuba Hubbard. He's forty nine hundred. Chuba Hubbard was twelve for one twenty five last week. It's hard because you feel like Foreman's the goal line guy, um, and you know Hubbard had seven touches week before, so that's scary. But like. 
Tampa Bay is not quite as, as good against the run as they have been in the past, and they're really cheap, and Carolina's just running the crap out of the ball. But what do you do with down here? This is way more options we've had all year long under 6,000. I feel like usually we're like one or two names or maybe a guy who's like filling in this for someone who's injured is going to be really popular. But there's a lot of plays down here that are that are really viable in the 5,000s. Yeah, I like quite a bit of these guys. Um, Brian Robinson, you mentioned. Yeah, I was going to mention him. Uh, he stood out in the lower fives for me, but also Algier at 5-3. Talked about him a few times. I like him. Um, I like DeAndre Swift more than you do. Um, yeah. I just – I still – I see games where he catches six or seven balls and scores a touchdown. Um, so I do have some interest in Swift uh, in the top range. Yeah. Miles Sanders is interesting. He's cheaper now. And I'm not sure what people are going to do with him after those sort of two dud games in a row, but he'd been really good before that. Yeah. Um, so I do like Miles Sanders. I kind of like AJ Dillon as well. You know, if you're not going to play Rogers or the passing game, Dylan's been scoring a ton of touchdowns. You got uh, Aaron Jones banged up. They just, they feed Dylan inside the 10. Um, so I don't mind going there. Uh, one that I think is going to go overlooked that I have some interest in is Leonard Fournette. Uh, he caught nine passes last week. He had 29 yep. touches. Uh, he's got at least six catches in three of the last four. Um, there'd be other times where like this would be, Leonard Fournette would be sort of chalky at this price and in this matchup, but just with the way Tampa has been playing and with all the other backs in this range, I don't really think people are going to play him, especially with Rashad white there. So I don't mind that, you know, there's a lot, there's so many guys in this range, Scott, I wish I had one that I was just like, yeah, this is the guy I'm going to play this guy. I don't really have that. And I think the key to this is like, know that there's this many options down here. I mean, I listed eight guys and you even added two more and both Dylan and Fournette are very playable too. Um, I think it's going to be a week where I play maybe up to one, maybe a cook or a Barkley. And then I'm going to, the rest of the guys are going to be down here. I'm going to have some lineups where I play two guys from down here too. I think that's a week where you can really ramp up at receiver. If there's expensive receivers you like, I think that Sanders works. Um, I really like Brian Robinson's 1500, mostly a usage thing. Like they, they struggle. He struggled against the Niners last week, but they gave him 22 carries. Like, that says a lot right there. So to, to use him that much against a run defense where you're, you're, you're clearly not going to get the work and get a couple of nice runs in there that I thought he looked pretty good. Um, but this is a great matchup now. Cleveland's allowing uh, 5.2 yards per carry from running back. They're 30th in rushing yards, uh, you know, fancy points against. Um, 5,200 I think is a really good play for Robinson. I do like Algier too at 5,300. I think those are my two favorite in this range. Um, he had 42 snaps last week. Cordero passing at 26. And he passes the eye test for me. Like he's uh, he's good after contact. He's just he's he's like you watch the game. You're like that's their best. That's their that's the guy that should have the ball. He just it just works. Um, you know, 18 for 74, four for 43, and five targets against Baltimore. He was 17 for 139 with a touch on the week before. Arizona's they're a home favorite, so this is a good a good spot for them. They Arizona's allowing 4.7 yards per carry. Uh, I think it all lines up for Algier. I like Algier and Robinson a lot in this range. I think they're a little bit underpriced and guys that I'm, I'm gonna get in my lineup. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you want a definitive answer for me, it's going to be this range. Robinson, 5,200. Algier, 5,300. And I'll throw in Swift as well, 5,300. So just those three guys, yeah, probably be the guys I'm looking at most. I'm doing my best to not mention Swift as many times as possible. Um, yeah, I just, I love, I love the talent of Swift. I just, I hate the usage so much. No, I know. It's a, it's and a big risk. Like, there's going to be a week. I keep saying there's going to be a week, but you know, it's, it's very possible he could, especially a game like this, highest total. You're right. The dump offs are there. He's played a lot. He played more snaps than usual. 
Um, if they just gave him the ball 15 times, like this price is absurdly low. I just, uh, I just don't trust them to get it done, but uh, you're right. The opportunity, if the opportunity got there, the, the talent is way, way too good for this price range. Yeah. I mean, you see, he, he did have a decent game against Jacksonville in week, in week 13, 14 carries four yep. catches uh, 21 fantasy points. You know, he can do that. He's still been catching balls, four catches, four catches, five catches. And it's just, it's a really good matchup against Chicago. Yeah, I just I just wish I knew he was gonna have 17 touches and I would do it in two seconds. But obviously his right. price wouldn't be here if that was the case. So I, I do get that. Uh, expensive wide receivers. Uh, we mentioned Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know he's 9,500 this week. Huge, uh, huge price there. And then we have two guys who have backup quarterbacks in Tyreek Hill's 8,900. Devontae Adams is 8,500. Hard to pay. As much as I love those two players, hard to pay the price when you get a backup quarterback. So you're know, curious if you do it there. AJ Brown, 7,900. We mentioned Amon Ross, 7,800 in this in this great matchup uh, with the Bears. Uh, Jalen Waddle, 7,500. Again, backup quarterback. Devontae Smith is on fire at 7,100. He's bumped up into this range. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing here? It sounds like it sounds like Amon Ross is probably your favorite play in this range. If I'm going by what you've said so far. Yeah, probably. Um, but it's also it's it's sort of just by process of elimination, sort of like you said. Um, I might would just you, keep it would simple. You pay the, you pay these expensive guys with the backup quarterback at all? You just guys kind of across. I mean, obviously Tyreek and Waddle and Adams are all awesome players, but can you do it? Obviously they're priced as if their starting quarterback is playing. Can you do it normally? Uh, have a, a general strategy. Yeah, I don't think I can to be honest. Like I think that's what like I think to get to Je- Jefferson and Amon Ra just stick out for me. Sort of yeah. like I can't play Devonte Adams with with Sidham starting. Um, I mean, it'd be hard to play Devante in this spot with Carr starting, at least for me. And then you have Hill all the way up at 8,900. You know, I'm not, of course you can do that with Bridgewater, but that's a big price tag to pay off. You need a big ceiling game. Jeff, Jefferson's been giving you those games almost every week. And this is like, this is a, a matchup you want to target for him. Um, so I think I'm just going to keep it simple with Jefferson and St. Brown. Um None of these other guys like really stand out to me. I'm not going to play Hopkins with Colt McCoy against Atlanta. Yeah. AJ another, Brown. Another is, I, didn't even, I didn't have my list because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Like the Eagles, uh, the Eagles are interesting. You know, obviously you're going to have to see about Hertz. I, I think Hertz is going to play. Both those receivers have been doing really well recently. I don't think anyone's going to want to play them. No one's going to want to play Hertz. Um, so I guess I don't mind it from from that perspective but yeah i think for me it's just jefferson and Amonra. yeah if i can get to another one if i were to play one of the guys with the backup quarterback for me it'd be tyreek although it's really expensive but 36 percent target rate when bridgewater has played in his limited game so uh it's a small sample but when bridgewater has played he's really looked at tyreek hill more than waddle it's a it's a pretty big disparity there 36 percent is a huge target rate so if i had to do it It'd be Hill. I mean, it's too bad on Adams because the one way you can get after the Niners' defense is, you know, a wide receiver one. They're actually 19th in the NFL, allowing points per game to wide receiver one. So, like, they don't do they don't give up a lot on defense, but you know, really good receivers are the are the one spot you can get them. And I'm just not. I mean, there's no way I'm paying 8,500 with Jared. So maybe they throw the ball to him 18 times and it works. But um, you know, it's uh, he's been really bad the last two weeks with Carr. So like, I just I, I don't think I'm doing it. Yep. What about the mid-range? Uh, we mentioned uh, Keenan Allen earlier. He's 7,000. We've got a bunch of names in the 6,000s here. Um, so, like, uh, you know, I'd go, like, you know, let's go 6,000 and above. Uh, what do, where do you find yourself uh, clicking some names in the spot? Um, so, I'm actually 
on board with you with the Mike Evans call. Oh, no. Um, I wanted to be on my – I thought that was going to be me alone on an island with nobody hanging out with me. Yeah, I. but me and you will be – I will be. Uh, some of the few people on yeah. that island. So it will be okay. You know, I was on board with you when you mentioned him two weeks ago against Cincinnati. I played him that week. Uh, it did, know, it didn't, it didn't did. work, right? It didn't really work out. No. And you know, I jammed him last week against Arizona on the small slate. I mean, I basically, I was close to all in on Mike Evans last week and it, and it really didn't work. So I'm going to stick it out. I think it's a spot, like you mentioned, no one's really going to play him. And I still believe he has that 100-yard, two-touchdown game in him. Um, and then the other one I'll mention, I don't think anybody's going to play, is Tyler Lockett coming. Uh, I think he broke his finger, maybe. Yeah, I think he broke his finger, um, but, he he, but he's good now. Um, I think you're going to have Sauce Gardner on, on Metcalf. I think just Lockett's going to be overlooked in this just, yeah, he's going to be overlooked for a lot of reasons. And um, we're going to be playing Jets receivers. Uh, I don't mind like a little mini stack of a Jets receiver with Lockett just because no one's going to do it. I don't know. But I, I was looking at Lockett and Evans for similar reasons that no one was going to play them. Uh, is anyone else in this range you like? Uh, I, I obviously I mentioned earlier, but I do like Evans. I think I, I'm surprised he's 6,500. I thought he was going to drop a little bit more than that. But you look at the targets. He has eight, eight, eight or nine targets in four of the last five weeks. And I just think that uh, I think that big game has to it has to come at some point. We're near the end of the season, but I just like the fact they're still peppering him with targets. I think he's going to make a big play. Um, Brady's missed him a couple of times. He dropped that big one a few weeks ago. I just think it's it's right there. I'm going to go back to it for 6,500. I, I really like Keenan Allen this week at 7,000. I don't think that'll be – I think that'll be pretty popular too. But, I mean, last week was 11 for 104 on 14 targets. The Chargers just don't run the ball. They want to pass it. 14 targets in three of his last four games is a, is a monster number. Um, 80-plus yards the last four weeks too, so he's putting up yards to go with those targets. I think it's 7,000 in a game where I do think the Rams can score enough that, uh, you know, keeps the Chargers passing – I think seven thousand is a pretty is, is a really good uh, good price for him, and I think he just brings a really good floor. So I think that uh, I think he's a really nice cash game play at seven thousand. I also think in tournaments he he does work too. Um, I'd love Christian Kirk if I knew what the heck Jacksonville was doing. Six thousand, um, you know, he's been a little quiet. He was quiet last week in the rain at, at against the Jets. Um, Six thousand, I think, is a good price for Kirk. But again, uh, you got to figure out what you think Jacksonville does. We read Doug Peterson's quote earlier, so maybe they just go all go out all, all game and maybe. It, it maybe it's an option that uh, it presents itself because it's going to be uh, you know lower percentage than it would have been with it, with people worried about that and they got some really good prices so maybe that works. But uh, what uh, last guy I want to hear last uh, three weeks ago uh, Jerry Judy was my call against Kansas City he was huge you know, I, you mentioned my bad Mike Evans call so I had to get a good call in there too uh, Judy was good uh, are you going back to Judy this week against the Chiefs again I don't think so um, like I get it but his price tag's up there now. I actually think I'd I'd be more inclined to save 1300 and maybe take a shot on Sutton in, in that matchup. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about Judy? Yeah, I mean, we liked him that the, uh, three weeks ago a lot, but it was it was 5400 I think. It was $1,000 less. He, he's, he's playing strong, though. Last three weeks, targets are 9, 8, and 10. I don't dislike it. Um, I just think I like uh, I like Mike Evans a little bit more this week, so I'm probably just going to get there. It's hard. It, I, probably not a lot of time to play both the, both guys in that range. So um, I just like Evans and and Keenan Allen more in the range. So I probably find myself not going back to Judy this week. Uh, Five thousand. Uh, before we get to the really cheap guys, uh, you mentioned Christian Watson is 5900. If he plays, he's questionable with the hip. He sounds like he's really game time decision day to day. But if he plays, 
and can be pretty popular in this matchup. Uh, who else do you like in the 5,000? We already mentioned Garrett Wilson, 5,500. They can be really popular. You mentioned Al Lazar, 5,400. I think if Watson doesn't play, he'll be really popular too. Is there anybody else in this range you like aside the guys we've already kind of uh, broken down? Yeah, no, I, I don't think so, really. The guys that we broke down look really good. Wilson and then the, either one of those Packers. Um, Zay Jones for 5K, too. Yeah. I guess, yeah, the other one, I just, just mentioned it, but looking for guys that people aren't going to play. I'd be okay taking a shot on someone like Cortland Sutton, especially, not especially, but Broncos have a bunch of guys banged up. Looks like Dulcich might be out. Their other receivers are banged up, and Sutton's just cheap. I think he's talented, and he can catch a long touchdown, and they might have to be passing all game against the Chiefs. So just if I'm looking for someone that nobody's going to play, maybe I'll take a chance on him. But, yeah, the range, the guys that we mentioned look pretty good, so I'm going to focus on them. So I do like one more name in this range. You're probably going to think I'm crazy again. But at 5,800, um, I really like Amari Cooper this week against uh, against Washington. Um, nice price drop. He's under 5,800. I know that he's not been great with Deshaun Watson, but – 10 targets last week. Um, he's getting, he's really involved. And I think that uh, this is a good spot too, because Washington struggles with, uh, with edge wide receivers and Cooper is that um, I think Cooper, 5,800, I think, and I don't think anybody's really going to want to play. And I don't think everybody wants to touch Deshaun Watson. I do get that. Uh, but I think Cooper is, a, this is a really good spot. They're, Washington's 29th in the NFL in yards per target to boundary wide receivers. Um, they have a lot of bunch of touchdowns to those guys too. So I think this is a, uh, the best matchup that uh, that Cooper's had with Watson, at least, and the targets are there. Um, you look at his line; he had they had ten targets, then six, seven, nine, twelve, twelve. They use him a ton still. Um, I think Cooper. Uh, I think Cooper goes over eighty yards and scores a touchdown this weekend at fifty eight hundred. I think it's a really good line. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Cheap wide receivers. We mentioned a lot of the names down here, but real quick, uh, we've got Drake London at forty nine hundred. He had a big game last week. He's getting a ton of targets. Brandon Cooks, you mentioned earlier, he didn't practice yesterday, but he's 4,800. If he plays, um, he had nine targets last week, his first game back. Romeo Dubs, Dobbs, I can't, I cannot do that. Um, Jahan Dotson, <laughs> Jahan Dotson, Jeff and I talked about last week, was 3,900. We liked him last week. He scored 4,600 this week. Richie James and uh, Isaiah Hodgins are down here. Elijah Moore, you mentioned. Greg Dorch, minimum price, 3,000. Uh, there's a lot of names, but you've got to pick some guys to kind of take your, you know, plant your flag or take a stand on. Uh, what? Uh, who are the couple guys in here you find yourself really liking? Yeah, there's there's so many options, right? So I guess if if you got to take a stand, if I got to take a stand, I hate doing this, but I do like Brandon Cooks this week. He is 100% healthy. He just he rested at practice okay. yesterday. I believe it was like good note there. a That's personal good. matter or or whatever. I don't know. I think it's just a a good spot for him against Jacksonville and a good price tag. I actually think he has a ceiling at that price. I like Drake London too. Um, the Giants receivers, I think, are interesting. Yeah. Hodgins. Hodgins crushed last week. Eight catches on 12 targets, three touchdowns in his last four games. I mean, they may have found a little something there. I don't mind him or Richie James. Yeah, both good plays. Um, and then, yeah, the other one, I, the one I wanted your opinion about, though, was all the way down in Greg Dorch. I mean, he, I'm trying, what, like, what did he do last week? Sorry, I don't have him. Ten, up, ten, 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 of, ten for 98 and 11 targets and played 58 snaps. Yeah, like, and, okay, so, and going into that showdown, like, nobody played him. That was a showdown yeah. game. It was, uh, nobody played Dorch. He, like, didn't even have a pro projection. People weren't even <laughs> sure that he was going to get a lot of snaps, saying he's just, like, a, a return man or whatever. Um, but I don't know, 3K, if he's going to play like he did last week, that's an awfully good 
play for the minimum salary. I'm going to read you here, Greg Dorch's snap count the last seven weeks. 5-2-66-0-4-6-58. And Rondell Moore is out, but like he's been out a couple of weeks. Like It's just a weird, like I don't, what happened last week that suddenly he was the guy? I mean, I probably need to read up on it, but if he's in there 58 snaps, he's the easiest play in the whole slate at 3,000. Like they're, they're at Atlanta. They're indoors. It's a great spot. Colt McCoy's back. I mean, I don't know if that's good or not for him because McSorley obviously targeted him a lot. But if he's going to play, he's going to play forty plus snaps at three thousand. Like he's he's a really good play. He had some success. I mean, the first three weeks of the year, he was really good. He was seven for sixty three, four fifty five, and a touchdown, and nine nine for eighty the first weeks of the season. And then he kind of snap cap fell, and then he just fell off the plate. I think that was kind of some of that was Rondell Moore coming back. Um, but yeah, it just it's hard to know. But if he's playing snaps three thousand. Um, they played they played the Sunday night game last week, I think, on Christmas. So, like, it's after – probably after the pricing came out because all the games were Saturday. So, like, if they knew that, he probably wouldn't be 3000 But uh, it's hard not to like it. It's just – it's. I wish I knew uh, – I probably, I'm probably one of those guys I'm going to read a little bit more up on as we get closer to the game see if there's anybody else hurt. But um, if he's playing snaps, 3000 is is just insanely cheap. Um, I, other than this race, I like Jahan Dotson at 4,600. I just like the player. He has touchdowns in three straight games. I know a lot of his stats have come from touchdowns, but he's he's been more involved lately. Nine, six, and nine targets last three weeks. I don't love Carson Wentz, Wentz coming back, but uh, Wentz actually looked decent in the fourth quarter against the Niners last week. So maybe uh, Browns have struggled against wide receiver twos, weirdly enough. They've done pretty well against wide receiver ones. Um, so take me a little bit off McLaurin this week, but I do like Jahan Dotson at 4,600. I think the talent is, uh, is really good there. And I... Uh, I like Drake London too. I liked him last week, played him last week. He's 4,900. Just look at the targets 12, 11, and nine last two weeks. Price only went up 100 bucks. Arizona has been really good against wide receivers. Probably not what we expect. They've only allowed one 100 yard receiver all year. Chris Olave had 106 yards in week seven. So they haven't been good against receivers, but you're going to give me a talented guy like London getting 10 targets at 4,900. I think I just play that. I take the floor and hope for a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I, I also like Jahan Dotson. I played a ton of Jahan Dotson yeah. last week. Him and Richie James were both 3,900. So I, I tried to get off the Richie James chalk and onto Dotson. It didn't end up working out. They both scored about the same amount of fantasy yeah. points, but I still like Dotson. Yeah, everything you said, good player, touchdown in three yeah. straight games. And I think the Richie James chalk will be not as much this week just because there's so many options there. And I like him again, nine, five, and 12 targets last week. I like the game against Indy. So. A lot of options down here. You mentioned Elijah Moore at 3,500. He was way better with Mike White. He's paid 85% of the uh, – ran routes and 85% of their passes the last three games. So he's like out of the doghouse completely. So Elijah Moore, talent-wise, at 3,500 works too. There's, there's just a lot of names there. It's a fun week for for cheap receivers. And hitting on the right ones is going to be gonna be really big. So uh, we've got to jump out of here fairly quickly here, but we want to talk tight end real quick. We've kind of hit a lot of these names already. Um, obviously, Travis Kelsey's at the top of the list, 8,100. We have a lot of guys – a couple of guys in the 5,000s. Uh, George Kittle balling with Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock Purdy seems to like George Kittle as much as I do, which is a, a hard thing to do. And it's he's 5,900. TJ Hawkinson, monster game last week. Jeff and I talked about him a lot. He was my favorite tight end last week at 4,900. That one worked out really well. And uh, then we have a lot of guys in the 4,000s and really cheap. Uh, what are you doing here? We got, uh, are you just going cheap? Are you playing any of the top three guys? What's kind of your strategy at tight end real quick this week? Yeah, I think I, I would play Hawkinson in my, in my Packers stacks for sure as a run back or if you're going to play cousins obviously you can play hawkinson too um real, do, real quick i give you can i give you one hawkinson stat yeah yeah he is fifth in targets in the nfl since joining minnesota 
And that's not for tight ends. That's for all receivers, receivers and tight ends. He's fifth in the NFL in targets to Joey Minnesota. They are using him like they're crazy using him. Yep. Uh, it's a sore one for me. I was not on the Hawkinson train last week, and obviously it crushed me. Um, mistake, you know, but yeah, good play again this week. Um, yeah, I mentioned Evan Ingram, like him, Cole Komet, too, if you're going to play Justin Fields. Um, the other one I think is interesting is Tyler Higby. I mean, he crushed last week, and Baker yeah. looked decent, and it, I was expecting Higby to be a little bit more popular than I think he's going to be. I think, you know, his salary got bumped up quite a bit after that game, and that's going to keep people off of him. But I'm fine going back to Higby. I think he could keep it up uh, this week. Uh, But, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot stands out. We both like uh, Jelani Woods, right? Yeah, uh, 2,800. Jelani Jelani Woods I could do for 2,800. I don't know. Other than that, is there anyone else? Yeah, I, I like Dallas Goddard a little bit at 4,700. They just, the, the Eagles have so many weapons. It gets, it's tough, but uh, he played 94% of the snaps last week, so he's fully back. He's priced at 4,700, not quite the full Dallas Goddard price. So uh, I do like that one. I think the, and he, Higby's an interesting one because he clicked with Baker, and I think he's going to be kind of forgotten even after two touchdowns because you have you have Cole Komet right underneath him. So if people play Detroit stacks, they play Komet. You're only going to play one tight end. You can play Goddard. You can play Ingram, right? So in that range, I just think Higby kind of gets lost a little bit. I think Darren Waller gets lost, but I just – I'm not going to do it with Jared Sidham either. Uh, I think if I don't play, I think it'll be, for me, it'll be Ingram or Goddard. And then if I go low, Jelani Woods is intriguing if Kylan Granson sits. Uh, he was uh, he was very active last week once Granson went out. Five targets. In the games that Jelani Woods has gotten snaps, he's been targeted. Like, it's just, his target share is really good. He's 2,800. Um, it's hard not to give that a shot, especially if Granson sits. The other name in there. That can, can be considered as Jonu Smith at 3,000 if Hunter Henry does not play. Uh, John is an interesting punt tight end, too. He had four targets last week. Was, Hunter Henry would have to be out for me to consider it. But uh, Smith and Jelani Woods, I think if you need to save money, are both uh, intriguing options under 3,000 kind of punt the tight end position and not uh, not take a total zero. Yeah, and thanks for bringing up that, that Granson news. Uh, yeah. yeah, Woods is dependent on Granson being out. I agree with that. And just quick throw, throw it out there. Uh, I forgot when we mentioned that receiver, but if Chris Olave is out, I like Shahid for 4k as like yeah. the only healthy new Orleans guy in a game where they should have to pass. And we know he has big playability. So keep an eye on Olave's status. I think Shahid would actually be a decent play if Olave was out. I, I like that one a lot too. I wanted to play him last week, but it was just that game against Cleveland where it was just, you know it was windy and there was it was no no ability to pass the ball. He still yeah, that had, was like the worst yeah. game to target on the slate for passing. You know, right? It was horrible. There was a quote from the one of the beat reporters like, "I don't know how I'm going to throw a pass this game." So I was like, but I like Shahid a lot as a player, and I think that you're right. If Alave sits, I think it's a really interesting uh, interesting play. I'm glad you brought his name up. Uh, quick guy, guy here. I know you're going to do a soccer podcast, but uh, defense. It seems like there are a some defenses that are weirdly priced this week. Somehow the 49ers are 2,900 this week. I assume a lot of people are just going to click them and call it a day. I mean, it was probably, she'd be popular even before Jared Sidham was, was named the quarterback. Uh, they have five sacks the last two weeks. The Raiders have allowed six sacks. They're obviously one of the elite defenses in the NFL. I know that, you know, that doesn't always lead to a ton of opportunity, but like they have a decent chance to get up in this game. Sidham has to pass. They seem really underpriced. Uh, the Patriots against a backup quarterback at 2,600. Uh, what do you like in a defense? I feel like a lot of people are going to play the 49ers. Maybe that – I don't know if I'm being biased there or just they, they're weirdly priced this week. No, yeah, I agree with everything you said. They're weirdly priced. I mean, I just clicked on 49ers instantly. Um, like that's why, the place why, are for, they, why are they 2,900? What am I – so I, I feel right? like I'm you, missing something. Yeah, like I feel like I am too because – 
you feel like they should be one of the most expensive defenses on the slate. You know, they are, they are every week. Like, it's not like they're suddenly broken out. Like they were, I think they're always in the high 3000 and 2900. Like they're lower than the Cardinals and the commanders and the Seahawks defenses. Like what, I don't know what we're doing here. I don't know. I don't know if someone just typoed that. It should have been 3,900, but I wouldn't have been surprised if they were 3,900 and they're $1,000 less. I just think it, you know, probably, they'll probably, they'll probably get three points and it won't work. It's defenses, but I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how it, it, it seems. Why get away from Yeah, them? it's it's a clear misprice. So I think for cash games, yeah, just 49ers and forget about it. Tournaments, yeah. obviously, you can get different. Um, yeah, I like the ones you mentioned. I guess the other one I'll throw out there is Falcons. I don't know, at home against Colt McCoy. Can't be too bad, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you have any, any takes on these other defenses? I do. I think the Niners will be very popular, but I think if you want to pivot a tournament, run $100 below them. The New York Jets at Seattle are 2800 Seattle cannot block anybody. They've uh, they've allowed multiple sacks in 11 straight games. The Jets can get after a little bit. They have a good defense. Um, I just think when you start out with an automatic floor of like three or four sacks, it just it, it builds really nicely. You get those points, and you just hope for one big play. And I think that uh, I think the Jets – if you want to pivot away, I get people will go Patriots against Bridgewater. I tend to think that Miami might go a little like kind of conservative the game plan, but um, you know the Patriots can sack the quarterback. The, the Dolphins give up sacks, but I think I'd go Jets at twenty eight hundred. If I want to get away from the Niners chalk at a tournament, I think Jets would be the play. Nice. Um, I got. I, I do have one more for everybody. Let's hear. Uh, it. it might be surprising. It might not be surprising. The $2,300 Green Bay Packers. <laughs> They've been better recently. It's a must win. They've been sacking the quarterback interceptions. Um, I don't know. You can see a spot where, you know, people like to pay down at defense. I think it's okay. Uh, just no one's going to really roster them. And I think there's upside always is against Cousins, especially when Cousins is on the road, especially in a spot where, I don't know, I could see this game. There's scenarios where it's just like sort of over in the second half. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the Vikings ah. are playing for nothing. Shots um, fired right there. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't mind Packers D if you need it. Do you uh, Do you know how many times Kirk Cousins has been sacked the last three weeks? Uh-oh, is this not good for my call? No, I don't. It's actually, it's actually really good for your call. Okay. 15 times sacked the last three weeks. Oh, Packers D, yeah. Uh, I, I like that. I like that play. I didn't look there a lot before, but when you brought it up, I pulled it up. The Giants sacked Cousins four times. The Colts sacked Cousins seven times. And the Lions sacked Cousins four times. That is not murderer's row of defenses right there either. I think that's a uh, that's a really interesting call. I think that if you go over cheap, uh, the Packers had five sacks against the Rams, two against the Dolphins, had three interceptions last week. Obviously, Tua was, uh, you know, it's kind of scary. He played the second yeah. half concussion. But um yeah, that's a really uh, you know if they if they get a lead they can get after the quarterback. That's a really good call twenty three hundred and no one's going to play that this week. Yep, and then you know not like this matters, but the Packers actually have a kick returner and punt returner now who may be able to score you a touchdown. Uh, it's the first time we've like ever had a decent returner. He returned one to the six to start the game last week. I don't know his his name is escaping me, but anyways. It is. Uh, it's good to see you. Uh, it's good to see you fired up about the Packers again. I'm fired up, man, because especially I, I just thought the season was over. I mean, I was done. I was like not even watching Packer games anymore. I really wasn't. I would just watch Red Zone and other games like they were just an afterthought to me. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. nice to have something to root for. Keyshawn Nixon is the name you're looking for, by the way. That's him. Um, yeah. He's been phenomenal. He has. He's been really good. So, uh, well, cool. Uh, I think we kind of hit it all. I know you got to do a soccer podcast. We went a little bit long here. Sorry about that. But uh, there's a lot of talk about 13 games in the slate. I think we got through it pretty well. Um, anybody else you want to talk about before we get out of here? 
I don't think so. Beautiful. I want to thank everybody for listening to the uh, the podcast, uh, not just this week, but uh, obviously all week long. We're on week 17. We'll have one more week for you uh, next week. We will break down the always interesting and crazy final week of the NFL season where there are names we've never heard of. They're going to uh, play big parts, always the kind of the way it works there. But I want to thank everybody listening. I want to thank No House Advantage for their sponsorship of the podcast. Other than that, Ryan, will be, Ryan and I will be at you next Friday to talk about week 18. Hope you guys a really good week 17. Good luck to your teams. Good luck to your lineups. Uh, hope all is well and happy new year also to everybody out there too. Uh, want to say thanks for listening and I'll be back at you next week. Take care. Thanks, Scott. Good luck, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.